I'm Cammie. And I'm Callista, and we're here doing a podcast for the Palmetto Report about study abroad. Today we're joined with Taylor Evans, who is the study abroad advisor here at Winthrop University. So hi, Taylor. Hi, guys. How are you today? I'm good. How are y'all? Good. We're good. Could you tell us a little bit about Winthrop's study abroad and national student exchange program? Yeah, so Winthrop actually has some really awesome programs set in place. The National Student Exchange is an exchange program where you can, for a semester or a year long, go and study at a different university in either the United States, Canada, Guam, Puerto Rico, or the U.S. Virgin Islands. And you are guaranteed Winthrop tuition, and then you pay room and board and meal plan at that university. So there are hundreds of universities all around the country and other countries in our territories where you can go and study, which I know you guys did at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. And so we have that, and then we have partner universities all over the world in several different countries. I, I believe right now it's 15 different countries, um, if I am correct. And so with those as well, you are guaranteed Winthrop tuition. And some of them you can even pay Winthrop housing and Winthrop meal plans. So like when I went abroad to Edgehill University in Ormskirk, England, I paid Winthrop tuition, housing, meal plan, and all of my scholarships carried over. So it was basically paying the same price school-wise as being here at Winthrop for a semester. That's awesome. Okay, so you mentioned that um, you studied abroad in England whenever you were a student at Winthrop. So um, tell us a little bit about that personal experience that you had. Yeah, so I studied in spring of 2020, so I was a recall. That's okay. But I absolutely loved my experience. I would do it all over again. But yeah, I got to study in this little countryside suburb, I guess you would call it, outside of Liverpool, um, which is a major city in England in the UK. I loved my experience because I wanted one like Winthrop, where I was kind of on the outside of a big city on an enclosed campus, but I had access to a big city and to all of the different things worldwide. Um, And I also loved it because once you're over there, traveling is super cheap. But I really did love my experience. I made some lifelong friends that I still talk to on a daily, weekly basis. So I highly encourage it to everyone because obviously I can talk about it for hours. (laughs) So our next question is, what was the most important thing that your study abroad experience taught you? Genuinely, and I feel like this is such a cliche answer when you talk about study abroad, but it is what it is. Um, Independence. I genuinely learned how to fend for myself. Also, you realize when you're in a whole different country and you're kind of figuring out a whole new way of life, even for a short period of time, how much you really do have to rely on yourself. So again, just that independence and thinking, what can I do today that I don't need anyone else for? I I couldn't really rely on other people that often. You learn how to advocate for yourself more and how to be comfortable with yourself and kind of be your own company, which I think is very important. But I think that's the most important thing to learn from study abroad. Yeah. So um, obviously you were studying abroad and pandemic happened, you got sent home and you came back and graduated and now you work for Winthrop. So what is your current role right now in the study abroad program? You know, I was recalled and I'm still here. That means we did something right. You know, like that (laughs) means Winthrop handled it pretty well, I guess. Um, But yeah, so actually I am the study abroad advisor. So specifically, the International Center kind of has two parts. We have the self-explanatory, the international side, and the study abroad side. So I really focus on the study abroad side. I 
honestly overlook all things study abroad. Um, and I have Dr. Paul above me who is amazing and awesome, and I can't ask for a better boss. But she has a lot on her plate. And as of right now, she's also the interim dean for the university college. So she's got a lot going on. <laughs> so um, I've kind of taken heed over study abroad in general. So I help advise students from the get-go. I've had freshmen come in their second week of class, and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to do it where do I start? Or I've had students that come in two weeks past the deadline and they're like, I really want to go abroad next semester. Can you help me? And I do everything in my power to make it happen for any student. Honestly, there's never any pressure. I just think that study abroad can be stigmatized very easily of, oh, that's not affordable. Affordable. I can't, I can't afford that. That's not feasible for me. And I like to think that's not the case in a lot of different scenarios. So there's never any pressure to go abroad. I just want to make sure that all students who are even remotely interested have the resources to make that decision. Yeah, and I've, um, like I've mentioned to people, like, oh, yeah, I studied, like, nationally, and they're like, oh, that's so cool. I could never do that because it costs so much money, and I'm always like, no, you need to talk to the study abroad office. That's what I That's what I tell people all the time, and, it, and anytime I'm meeting new prospective students, I my opening line is, are you interested at all? Mm -hmm. Like, even if you're taking money out of the equation, does this interest you? If yes, come talk to me. It breaks my heart that students don't even try. So since I've been here, I've really tried to make study abroad more approachable. And even just our office in general, um, I have an open door policy. As long as I'm at my desk and not in a meeting, you can come talk to me. Um, and I'm always open to answer questions. I try to answer emails as fast and as soon as possible. Yeah, so I, I definitely do hear the money issue a lot, but I also obviously now hear like things about COVID. So how has COVID really like shaped this like new wave of people going out and studying abroad? I think it has made people realize that emergencies do happen. Um, and I kind of, <laughs> if there ever is the naive approach of, do I really need to do that? I nip it in the bud with my, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I got the call at midnight and I was on a plane by 8am. It happens. Oh. But even in a COVID world, we are sending students abroad safely and as cautiously as possible. We started in fall of 21, I think with seven students, we currently have 11 out, I believe. And then I have provisionally accepted 24 for the fall summer and academic year, which means they'll be gone a full year. But how COVID has really impacted study abroad is that it puts more on the student's responsibility to be aware of what they are signing and what they are agreeing to do. <laughs> um, and I know right now we have, a, we have a full COVID waiver that students need to sign that kind of go over all the different risks that, I mean, study abroad in general has, but then also adding COVID on top of that. And then we also have the students do a COVID emergency plan, which is basically in case of emergency, the office and they have a written out physical plan or virtual plan that says, okay, if I get sick, where do I get tested? Because I already looked up where the nearest hospital is to my school. How much does it cost? What are the quarantine procedures? Do I need quarantine housing? Does my school provide that? Um, so it kind of has students from the get-go build a foundation of if the worst happens, what do I need to do? So I think it's created a more seriousness in the process and it's made students think more and really be aware of, you know, I need to read these policies and I need to be aware of what I'm signing and what I'm paying for, which I think is very beneficial and 
I think it's just like any any other aspect of life, COVID has created a new normal that we're still adjusting to. Mm-hmm. We had been planning on going to Ireland, and because of the pandemic and countries being closed, we weren't able to do that, which is why we chose National Student Exchange and decided to go to Alaska. Um, how is that looking now with, you said there are more students able to sign up for study abroad and study internationally? Are the majority of countries back open to travel Yeah, short answer, yes. Um, Of course, there are the exceptions. Like, I know New Zealand and Australia just recently opened their borders. Really? Yes. Um, And a big one that just opened their borders, I literally last week is Japan. Um, We have a partner with Japan Kansai Gaidai University, and it's a very popular choice that students are very interested in right now. You you know, I mean, Japanese culture is huge. Um, And so we've had students on the waiting list for semesters because they're waiting for Japan to reopen. And it's in most countries are open to travelers, but there are a select few where it's kind of a waiting game. Um, Even at this point, Japan's borders are reopened. And they have said, um, our partner, Kansai Gata, has said, we are fully planning to accept students in the fall. However, the issue that with that is, it was never Kansai Gata University saying we're not accepting students. It has been the Japanese government that has said no, no international students at all. So even though their borders are open right now, I've even told students this is great and we're going to fully act like things are normal and we are planning to have you go to Japan in the fall. But at the end of the day, if the government decides, nope, cases are surging, things are happening, we shut our borders down, that's the kind of day-to-day guesses that we have to live with. Um, so for the most part, yes, but it is a gambling game when it comes to certain countries. I, I mean, it goes for any country. Any country could instantly say, nope, uh, we are closing our borders. That's not happening. Okay, so getting off kind of like the serious topic, <laughs> there's a lot of things that happen when you study abroad, and some of them are situations you get yourself into that, you know, at, when it happens, you're like, this is the biggest thing to ever happen to me. <laughs> yeah. And then at, when you come back, you're like, you can laugh about it and whatever. So do you have any personal experiences or know of any students who have had some situations like that? I had two friends who... Two friends, um, when I was in England that I met, they were American um, in England with me. And at one point, I shared um, kind of the, like, dorm clump with one of them. And I heard banging on a door, like, within my clump. And I was like, what in the world? And I peeked out, and it was the English police looking for one of my friends. And they're okay. They didn't do anything wrong. But they were witnesses to an event. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, she's not here. Thank God they don't need me. I mean, sometimes things just happen. They're okay. They're fine. Um, but it's just one of those really. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She can always look back and tell her friends about that time she was interrogated <laughs> by, by the, the English police. police. Exactly. Oh my God. What a story to bring back though. Right? I feel like those situations like almost like if I, you know, was someone who hasn't been, you know, studied anywhere and you came back and were like this has happened this happened I would be like I'm going like I don't feel like those are like deterrents I feel like it's like oh well she it happened to her and she survived it so you know if similar situations happen yeah there's people who've gotten through it exactly and I always try to really genuinely be as transparent as I can and sometimes those scary stories need to be told because it's Study abroad isn't rainbows and unicorns at all time just like life and those things are gonna happen but I feel like the more open and honest you are, when people are kind of going through situations later, they're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm panicking now, but maybe 
I don't know, maybe it can help ease your mind a little bit when yeah. those things happen. I mean, I lost my debit card in England um, and fully panicked for an hour before I found it. I mean, stupid things that would happen here happen over there. Um, and it's just life. It is what it is. All right. Well, thank you so much for um, talking with us today and giving us all of this great expertise and stories. <laughs> of course, no problem. <laughs> we, we love hearing them. Um, we hope that other people love hearing them too. And obviously you said your door's always open. We would love for people to go and talk yeah, with you. Where and, are you? Yeah, that's <laughs> that a, a selfless plug. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> I'm in Dinkins 212, but you could also just send me an email. It's studyabroad at winthrop.edu. Super simple. So yeah, definitely Super easy. come talk to me and we'll, we'll get you started. We'll get into some research. We can't advocate enough for study abroad at Winthrop. It's great. We're very thankful for it. Um, But yeah, thanks for talking with us today. We had a great time. And that's been the Palmetto Report. Thank you guys for joining.